100.7 FM WHIN 1010 AM presents Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program each Sunday at 10 AM. Sumner County Spotlight, exclusively by FNM Bank. 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. FNM Bank offers personal banking, business banking, and mortgage loans too. Right here in Hendersonville, FNM Bank is one of the top independent banks in Tennessee. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. MMLS number 518158. Here's your host for Sumner County Spotlights, Tony Richards. Good morning and welcome to Sumner County Spotlight this uh, Sunday morning and every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. right here on WHIN Radio. And it's brought to you by FM Bank at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard and also at myfmbank.com. And our guest this morning, we are excited to have Michael Ponce of Ponce Law here in the, uh, well, I can't say in the studio because we're social distancing, right, Michael? We are still. That's I'm actually right. in my office, but we just have a skeleton crew in, and I'm I'm part of that. That's right. Well, Michael, uh, I know. Why don't we learn a little bit about yourself? And uh, you grew up in Portland, I understand. I did. I'm one of the few people that seems like anymore that actually grew up right here in uh, in town and the community, and uh, spent most of my life here, except for a little time going away for uh, for college. But uh, mm-hmm. grew up in Portland and started my law office here in uh, in Sumner County and have been here the whole time. Yeah, so um, you went to school in Boston, it looks like, and you got a degree in uh, a couple of different things, but I don't see law as the first one. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, you, you did. Know, some, I, you, uh, you were into some other stuff, so... I was. You know, I started off my undergraduate degree. I have a dual major in biology and communications, and it started off just with uh, uh, studying biology uh, um, exclusively. I ended up taking a communications class as part of my undergraduate that was required. It was a speech class that I took, and it turns out that the instructor for that speech class was also the college debate coach. And he Ah. put me aside after uh, after one of the... uh, uh, one of the classes, uh, and which I'd spoken at and asked me to join the debate team, uh, for the college. And I started debating and competing against schools. And then pretty soon I was traveling all over the country, uh, competing. Oh man. And, uh, turned out to be a dual major and kind of the, uh, I already had enough credits to get the dual major in biology, but finished off the biology, uh, and also communications. I noticed you wised up and didn't get into broadcasting. So that was smart. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that's a wise decision. I think you guys have all the fun anyway. Well, yeah, we tried to, uh, but then you decided to uh, to go on uh, and uh, and look into your law degree. Well, I uh, did actually before that. I actually got a master's in business administration, and then uh, law school after that. Oh my so lordy, you are a student for a little while. Yeah, you're a well-rounded guy. But the the business thing, you know, it's interesting because I've talked to doctors and some other folks that wouldn't typically get uh, a lot of business acumen in school, and they're you know the ones that have are very very glad they did. Did, did that kind of help you as you started your own your own company? Oh, absolutely. Uh, honestly, that's something that, that no matter what you do, whether it's uh, a, a hard science or uh, anything, I think having a, uh, at least a little bit of background in business can just be so so useful for you. It doesn't matter that you're a, whether you're a business owner or not a business owner. There's uh, certain things that I think everybody needs to know in life, and 
although I probably went a little bit beyond uh, just the, the minimum, I think it's really uh, uh, something that's required uh, if you're going to go through all that education. So was the uh, the stint on the debate team and uh, some success there kind of where your, your professor said, hey, you know, this guy could litigate? <laughs> <laughs> That was mentioned that uh, you really ought to take a look at, at, at law school. And uh, uh, actually, I met my wife, uh, uh, Kim Ponce, through debate as well. She used to compete for another school. She competed for Emerson College uh, in Boston at the time, although we met in New York uh, competing against each other. And uh, we were both on the circuit uh, and occasionally uh, uh, butted heads uh, uh, back in the day. Well, I'm assuming all that speaking and communications is definitely helped as well you know just when you go out and talk to groups or i'm assuming you still you still talk to folks i'm doing it right now but well, there you uh, go. yes uh i think uh, it uh, just uh, getting used to speaking in public and thinking on your feet uh, is definitely part of it uh, sometimes you don't always know where where things are going to go and, and uh being relaxed a little bit and being a little more at ease at that is a is a big help Right, right, exactly. So, um, so Michael, what made you, you did you did you start your own firm right out of college, or how did you end up doing what you're doing and starting your firm? Well, I did uh, do some uh, judicial clerkships. Uh, uh, clerked uh, um, in law school for uh, Judge Wisdom down on the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals uh, down in New Orleans. And uh, then uh, started up my own own practice, and it, it evolved over the last uh, well twenty six years now in in the practice that uh, you see today. Yeah, you know, well, I started anyway. off. Uh, Go ahead. I was gonna say I started off just 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 myself, and then uh, eventually hired a secretary. We had a one room office. Uh, she sat at the opposite side of the desk from me and worked for me for a number of years, and. Uh, we slowly expanded, and uh, uh, eventually the, it, it took off, and we've been working it since. Yeah, you know, it, it. no matter who you are in a small business situation, there's just so much work that goes into it, and I think people forget how hard that can be. I'm assuming it wasn't you just came in and boom, I'm just making money hand over fist. It's just not kind of how it works for most people. Not that way at all, and uh, it's... it's uh, you know, ninety ninety uh, percent perspiration, ten percent inspiration. Uh, but uh, I think the biggest thing, you know, in a in a community like this where everybody knows everybody, uh, I think the biggest thing in growing any sort of business is just keeping in mind the clients first mm-hmm. and uh, providing good service because you can't, you know, you can come in kind of come in and throw a lot of money at the market or something like that and maybe have some temporary success, but long term. Uh, if you're not serving your clients, word gets out. Yeah. And so that, yeah. that's what's been our priority is to grow and grow slowly, but do it through personal relationships and a, and a referral basis. Um, the vast majority of the clients that I'm representing right now are referrals from the clients I've represent, uh, represented in the past. Well, that's, that's so always we a nice compliment. Stuff, but it's mostly, just, it's mostly just personal referrals. Yeah, uh, and mostly from our past clients. Was there ever any decision uh, about where to do this when you got out of school, or you thought I'm coming home and I'm going to do this at home? Was that always in your head? That was always in my head. I mean, uh, um, 
you know, growing up here and stuff, it was, there was never a doubt that I was you know, coming back to, to Middle Tennessee. I love this area. I love the people. I love the community. It's just a, uh, a sense of, you know, right and wrong and, and caring about people that you have here that you don't really see in, in a lot of other places. And uh, this is home uh, for me and always will be and home for my kids as well. Well, and it's certainly growing. So the client base, or at least a potential client base, um, has sort of exploded in the last few years in particular. Mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely. Uh, you know, we're, we're very selective in the, in the number and, and uh, cases that we take on, the clients that we represent. Uh, but uh, it has certainly helped that the community is growing. Uh, but uh, uh, we still rely upon personal service for our clients. That, that's the number one priority. Michael, how, how big is your firm now? How many, how many folks there? Uh, we have a total of 33 team members uh, right now. Um, and uh, it's uh, not something that, that's taken place. It's been kind of very slow, steady growth uh, for us. Mm -hmm. uh, we're very careful in terms of the people that we hire. They have to have the same goals and fit within our, our team culture uh, and have the, the wherewithal to serve our clients best. Well, it's not, um, I mean, I guess considered compared to some firms, it's, it's small, but for Sumner County and, and the folks that you do represent, that's, you know, that's a pretty good-sized firm. And did you ever imagine it would be, you know, up to that many? <laughs> you know, I I just wanted to uh, develop the practice. Uh, we didn't have a firm number of you know people we wanted to have on our team or or size. We just wanted to grow to a, and a, grow as the need uh, was there and as we felt was best for our clients. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, we're we're getting a little bit close to our the end of our first break, but uh, you know, maybe after the break we can talk a little bit about the different types of of law that you guys provide. But you know, I, I've always been curious. Um, you know, lawyers get a little bit of a bad rap sometimes. That's just part of the part of the deal. But you know, you you end up getting the calls. Um, you know, when people are at their most emotional or. You know, which I guess is better they call you than start spewing on social media. But, <laughs> um, you know, how do you how do you navigate that? Because it really does take uh, a little bit of finesse to, you know, people, when that happens to them, if something happens to them, they want to feel that, you know, they're at least secure or they get they're afraid. They, they want to make sure there's somebody looking out for them. And uh, I think people sometimes underestimate that when they call an attorney. Oh, that, that, you're absolutely right, and it, it is something that I I kind of remind all of our team members all the time. Nobody really calls us. Nobody calls our office because everything's gone right. If they're calling our, our office in particular, they're calling because something bad's happened, mm -hmm. and they're probably calling after one of the maybe the worst days of their life. And so uh, the biggest thing that we can do at, at that early stage is just to be an ear and listen to people and let them talk and express themselves. So many times people, I feel like, are uh, with other businesses and uh, are rushed off the phone. Uh, you, yeah. know, you have people that, that yeah. call and maybe aren't truly empathetic, and they, they want to move on to whatever they were working on before. And I really try to emphasize to everybody from uh, uh, whether you're answering the phone or you're an attorney or whatever, 
that uh, take some time and really listen to what people are trying to tell you. Make sure you understand and give them the time to express themselves. And that, that that's really important. It's not only important just for the client relationship and for their well-being, but we learn so much about our clients if we just take take the time to listen. Right, because I think when somebody gets something – uh, maybe in the mail or something from a law firm or a, or a state official or a federal thing, um, you know, you can kind of freak out because there's always sort of that date on there, you know, respond within 10 days. And everybody, you know, gets really, really nervous. And, you know, when you have, uh, you know, the experience that you guys do and that you have after that many years, you know, and even the longer you're in business, you learn that, okay, this is urgent. This isn't really, this is a form thing. This is a computer spit out thing or whatever. Just, you know, sometimes people don't know that. And uh, I just think it's good, and I think people forget that, you know, a good a good attorney, like you said, has that ability to listen. Yes, and I think uh, uh, with these deadlines, I mean, it is a, a – law is something that does have a lot of hard deadlines on it, and they can, they can be easy to miss. And so it's important to have someone that knows – you know, kind of can guide someone through the system, uh, but also uh, that, that can reassure someone. I mean, I think there's a value in having someone just to review what you've got, even if they're even if they tell you you're doing the right thing, just in, in peace of mind and knowing that hey, it's it's okay. Yeah, yeah, it's nice to have a professional second set of eyes look it over, um, which is great. And I think that that kind of dives into how you find people that work for you and with you. Um, and we're, we're coming up on our break here. Maybe we, after the break we can talk a little bit about that and how, like you said, it's so important to be pretty selective when you're talking about somebody joining your firm. Absolutely. Okay, we're talking we, with... Uh, taking a break now? Or? Yeah, yep, okay. Michael. We're talking with Michael Ponce of uh, Ponce Law, and uh, we're this is really interesting, and we're going to come back and talk with him a little bit more here on WHIN on Sumner County Spotlight. We'll be back right after these messages. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. And we are back now with Sumner County Spotlight this morning. We're talking with Michael Ponce, local attorney and uh, the uh, owner, I guess, of uh, Ponce Law. I, you know, you're probably like me. You hate to, you know, say that because you work with people, uh, you know, as, as people work for you. But, you know, uh, you can't get to a firm of 33 people uh, if uh, you're the guy at the, in the silver office pointing your finger and everything. It just doesn't happen that way, does it, Michael? No, we are we are definitely team oriented, and uh, you know I try to lead from the front, but uh, uh, sometimes the best thing I can do is get out of the way. Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. We, we, we do what we can. <laughs> well, um, you know, we were talking about uh, how important it is, you know, on that first initial call when somebody gives you guys a call, and then there are other ones that you've had long relationships with, I'm sure. Um, but so when you're looking to to expand uh, your firm and thinking about bringing in someone else, I'm assuming a, a lot of different things come into play. How they handle themselves, what uh, type of law they're practicing. How do you how do you navigate through that? Well, uh, when we are looking at adding team members, of course, we're first thing we're always doing is making sure that they have the qualifications and skill level to accomplish what we need them to do for our clients. Uh, but beyond that. Um, I think meeting with them and 
the approach that I, I take when doing hiring is to, for each each person, try to decide if this is someone that I would re- want representing me or mm. or a family member. If it were, you know, if it was my wife or you know my brother or sister or parent that were calling the office, would this be the, someone that I would want answering the phone? Would this yeah. be the paralegal I would want working on my mother's case? Would this be, you know, the attorney that I would rep- want to represent, you know, my child? And if the answer is no, then, you know, we don't really want them on our team. Mm-hmm. They may you know, have all kinds of other skill levels that would do something else for, 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 for someone else, but that's not something that we want. If I don't feel comfortable that I would want them working on my case or the case of, you know, my family members, uh, then, you know, it's probably not going to be a good fit. Right. And, and so uh, uh, I'm assuming that doesn't happen. Uh, I'm sure you don't just hire somebody on the first interview. It sounds like you're pretty thorough. <laughs> no, we, we, would rather, we, we would rather be very, very careful and make sure we have the, the right people. And uh, I feel like we've, we've spent a lot of time carefully looking at the people that we hire and have over the years developed uh, a, a great team of people. Most of our people that, that are here have been here for a long, long time. Uh, we don't really have turnover. We try to uh, make sure that uh, everybody is treated fairly and understands through open communications what's going on with the office and can communicate with me whenever they need extra resources to help them accomplish what they need for our clients. Right. So, you know, the fact that you're from Sumner County, you grew up there, um, and doesn't necessarily mean that your practice stops at those borders. Uh, I'm assuming you have clients all throughout Middle Tennessee, and can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, yes. I mean, most of our clients are here in Middle Tennessee, although we have clients now that are in in Memphis and uh, Knoxville, Chattanooga. Uh, we've got some cases out of state. Uh, I've handled cases uh, in, in Illinois, uh, Kentucky, Alabama, uh, Florida, Texas, Georgia, North Carolina. So we we um, we do handle kind of a, our, our whole region, mm-hmm. but the vast majority of our cases are here in Tennessee. Uh, most of the time, when we've represented other other people, it's maybe one uh, a tenant, someone from here that's um, been involved in an accident or something like that out of state, uh, or sometimes we've even represented people that are from out of state that uh, were involved in an accident or injured or something uh, while visiting in Tennessee. Okay. So what uh, are all the different types of law that, uh, uh, and, uh, that you guys uh, can provide to folks? Uh, well, we do uh, personal injury cases. My, the, the types of cases that I'm personally working on mostly are the trucking accidents and motorcycle accidents. We do uh, uh, other, other types of automobile accidents. Our office also has an active employment uh, practice. Uh, we represent uh, employees who have uh, been wrongfully terminated, uh, if they've got wage and hour uh, violations, uh, if they've not been paid properly. Uh, their termination was not done properly. Uh, they've been discriminated against. Those types of claims. Mm-hmm. We also do Social Security disability claims. 
We have a section of all that specializes in uh, of our of our office that specializes in that, and we do workers' compensation claims as well. We have uh, several team members who devote themselves specifically to work comp. So lots of individual representation. Main, pra- main practice areas. Yeah. What's yeah. that? So lots of individual uh, uh, attention to those different types of things. What about companies and things like that? Do you do some stuff for some work for companies as well? Not typically. We're typically representing I- individuals, mm-hmm. and uh, um, although we will occasionally uh, represent some small businesses in litigation matters, we don't really uh, do transactional work like drafting contracts and things like that. Yeah, I got you. Uh, you know, if anyone has uh, those other types of needs, they're always w- uh, welcome to, to call us. We'll put them in contact with someone we, that we know is going to do a good job, but you can't do everything great, and we'd rather do a few things really, really well than a little bit of everything. Yeah, when you're when you're representing individuals like that, we're talking about uh, numerous, numerous cases that can get, uh, you know, the volume is a lot. I'm assuming. Uh, well, sometimes. I mean, uh, for instance, in our employment law practice, uh, you know, a lot of times if a company has. Uh, engaged in a wrongful practice against its employees, uh, it may be one individual that contacts us, and then we find out that it's a whole class of people that are treated the same way. Okay. Uh, that they're not being properly paid, they're not getting their overtime hours, things like that. And so those cases can uh, sometimes, what starts off with a single uh, one-off case, mushroom into uh, a large class. Were you able to, uh, over the years, uh through your your history, uh, find some folks in uh, Middle Tennessee that are from there that wanted to do the same thing you did? Uh, yes, most of our team members are, um, you know, right from right here in, Mid- in Middle Tennessee. Uh, we have a few people that have, uh, you know, come in from, um, when I think one of our attorneys came in from Georgia and uh, uh, another from Michigan, but uh, most of our, the vast majority of our of our people are right here in Tennessee, mm-hmm. and everybody lives here now. How did the uh, how did this pandemic affect you guys in your office? Did you have to scramble a little bit, or were you pretty you know set that you could you could uh, navigate through this kind of thing? Uh, there's a couple things that we did have to do. Fortunately, we were set up technology wise to be able to work remotely and. We had the ability, some of our people already worked remotely. Our uh, uh, computer systems allowed us to uh, log on and uh, have complete access to from home to everything you'd have here at the office. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it was, it's an inconvenience, and we miss the camaraderie of having everyone all together. We do a lot of fun things here at our office, uh, and we've had to uh, postpone and delay a lot of, a lot of those activities that are um, you know, we, we would all be in, in a group together. We have a lot of, uh, you know, team lunches together. We do a lot of outings to keep it fun, and we do baseball games at the Nashville Sounds and the Predators games and things like that. Uh, that sounds like a fun a place to work. That we would normally do. Yeah. <laughs> we try to make it enjoyable. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, everybody gets a birthday lunch. If you work at our office, we do uh, anniversary presents for all of our team members. Well, with 33 people, that's a lot of birthday now lunches. Lot of that. Now we're doing a lot of that by, via Zoom meetings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You're missing the cake and ice cream. At least I would be. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think we're still getting it. We're just not together when we have it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I probably had a little too much cake lately. So um, because of the pandemic here, are you starting to see some calls related to this? Do you see anything kind of weird coming out of this or uh, that wasn't expected just in general terms? Um. I think the the trends that uh, that we're seeing are probably an uptick in the number of people that are contacting our office with regard to wrongful discharge. A lot of people have gotten laid off, and they're wanting to talk with someone to see if their um, termination uh, was uh, done properly or if it was uh, done improperly. They're wanting to, you know, sometimes even look at. Uh, uh, severance agreements, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the other area that uh, we're seeing an increase in is people that uh, are making disability claims. Some people that were you know, uh, maybe having difficulty already performing some of their job duties, if they've gotten laid off, um, yeah, they're having a very hard time looking at uh, getting back into the into the um, job market and so i think we've gotten a lot more inquiries about about that areas Mm -hmm. yeah i think it's going to be a a little weird i mean it's it's you know the unemployment is just ballooned so quickly it'll be interesting to see you know when things are opening up a little bit more and sumner county's been open for a couple of weeks now and they're they've been uh doing pretty Mm -hmm. well um actually and i think we're uh, following a lot of the governor's stuff, and I think the 22nd, it's going to open up even further. So um, I'm hopeful, as I'm sure you are, that you know folks can kind of get back into the into the uh, workforce sooner rather than later. Absolutely. I mean, I think uh, everyone should be prudent in the way that they that they operate. But uh, you know, it's certainly a economic and a mental health toll to. Um, having businesses shut down and people uh, not being able to associate uh, with their with their friends and often uh, other family members and coworkers the way they they normally would so you know we we've, we've we're definitely all paying a high price for uh this pandemic yeah well you know let's talk about some of the some of the cool things you know i i don't want to talk about the pandemic any more than anybody else does we're all a little a little over it. It's it's taken a toll on us, that's for sure. But so you know, you do those kind of cool things at the office for your your team members and things like that. But you do a lot of philanthropic work from uh, some of the things I'm looking here with Boy Scouts, Better Business Bureau, Humane Society, um, rescue missions. So can you tell us uh, about you know? It seems to me you'd almost need somebody to oversee a lot of that. <laughs> You know, I've got someone that helps out with a lot, lot of uh, coordinating some of that, and that's my wife, Kim. Mm-hmm. Uh, she she helps uh, organize some of those. A lot of our team members, uh, part of the, our firm culture is giving back, and so they want to work at a at a place where not only are they helping people during the day, uh, but they want to give back in other ways as well. So we do a lot of volunteer activities. Um, I know last year we gave away a uh, uh, several hundred backpacks to students before uh, school started up again. Um, we uh, have done, we do volunteering at the uh, rescue mission uh, on a regular basis. Uh, we've done uh, supported room at the inn, um, and that, the uh, Humane Society, any, uh, a lot of different things. We've also give scholarships away uh, to a number of students uh, in the area. And so it, it's it's, I think people 
the people that work for us want us to give back and want to feel a part of the community as well. So it's important uh, that we um, that we do those types of things. I think there's something really rewarding about about you know giving as much as you get. Yeah, you know, I was just going to say that um, that's as rewarding as some of the people that you really really help out. And isn't it a little bit extra special because you are in your hometown? I mean, you're 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 where you grew up, and you can actually have an impact on the community. Absolutely, and it's um, I think really do think it's a different situation when you and your team members are living right with your where your clients live where you're uh, right in the in the same community i mean mm-hmm. these are you know people that you're going to run into at the grocery store so you better treat them right cuz you That's know right. at the end of the case it won't be the last time you won't be the last time you see them i mean hey when you're getting into walmart you know, when you're yeah. you're at freedom fest and you're getting yourself an elephant ear and you run into one right <laughs> so <laughs> Well, okay, I have to, before we before we close, I just got to at least get the story on the shark. What's the scoop on the shark? I've got a little thing on a bio here that you had a little run-in. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I, my, my uh, uh, we were just kind of working on a website uh, a little while, very recently, actually, so I'm surprised you saw that mm-hmm. already, but uh, my wife was saying, put something interesting in. Nobody really always cares about all your all the degrees and stuff. Yeah, I and think she's so right about she, that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah uh uh um i've actually had uh, two different occasions where i've come uh, uh almost face to face with with sharks oh man uh, once was in a doing a marine study in uh, uh in hawaii when i was uh, uh studying biology there and uh, uh and the other time was uh out in the uh, gulf of mexico one time so we had a, a couple times, and I uh, had uh, no injuries, no no real close calls. Just very, very, you know, kind of breathtaking thing when you you're, you know almost face to face with a shark like that. So. Yeah, this is a little safety tip called stay in the boat, Michael. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, Michael, we really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us this morning. We enjoy getting to know you, and uh, for those of uh, those folks out there that that maybe need to get a hold of you. Uh, what are some of the ways they can get a hold of you? Uh, well, uh, you certainly call us. Uh, we're local at 615-244-4321 or 615-851-1776, like the Declaration of Independence. Our website is www.poncelaw.com. That's P-O-N-C-E-L-A-W.com. Uh, so those are the easiest ways to reach us, and we're always available Um uh, pretty much 24-7. Well, Michael, thanks a bunch, man. It was uh, it was good to talk with you, and thanks for enlightening us on uh, on your business and uh, your commitment to the community. We certainly appreciate it. Oh, a lot of fun, and I appreciate it, and you guys have a great rest of your day. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. And we are back with Sumner County Spotlight. Good morning this Sunday morning on WHIN. And our guest, second guest, is Trey Corley from uh, The Huckabee Show. He is the band director. Is that the official name? Musical director? Uh, yes. King they... of all tunes? What What do you prefer to be called? Yes. Stud? <laughs> uh, what? 
<laughs> Man, I can't answer that one. I'll just let you. <laughs> well, pick. let me call your wife and see what <laughs> yes. she thinks. Totally, she may have a totally she different has name. Some totally different <laughs> names. Absolutely. Okay, so you get this gig, and and you, which is pretty cool in itself. Totally. And you probably weren't even thinking. You mean I get to hire the band? Dude? Yeah. I mean, how great is that? It was very great. And then, um, okay, then you, you know, how do you become the hat guy? So if, if you don't know about the show, maybe you could explain yes. how that works for folks. So uh, one of the producers on the show, the first time we kind of had like a jam session with Governor, uh, he came over and he wanted to play bass and was kind of meeting the band and we were just playing so he mm-hmm. could, you know, get an idea and we could, you know, build some chemistry. And uh, I was wearing a hat. And uh, one of the producers uh, walked over to me and said, uh, do you wear hats all the time? And I was like, oh, crud. He's going to tell me I can't wear hats on the show. I just know it. And he goes, you know, we have an idea for a hat segment on the show. We were thinking maybe you could wear a different hat every show. You know what's cool about that? That sounds like a a radio thing. Yes. Like Huckabee going, I'm in broadcasting. It's so local. Right. I mean, it seems like, why would you want to highlight this one high school in, or this one team right. in this one town? Because to them, it's a huge It's the biggest deal. thing ever, yeah. Exactly. I mean, it was so cool. Marshall, the university, that the plane crashed, yeah. and they sent me a hat. And I'll never forget, I wore that hat, and I got emails, man, oh, from yeah. people that it really meant something to them. And now I have it in my, marked on my calendar. Um, I've wore it each year now, uh, you know, kind of as that anniversary. That's cool. Just because it really means people for you to remember how long They're did it lost. take you? So you wore one or two the first few episodes, and then dude, it took people, off. They just like started crazy. Sending they them started sending them in. I have hats. <laughs> you have <laughs> you no know, idea. You could <laughs> you could totally start a museum or something. Yes. It's like this is a heck of a collection, uh, folks. And they they the 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 part kind of went on hiatus for a second. And uh, Governor just mentioned to me, says, "Man, we got to bring that hat thing back." I got people asking, and it was a yeah. great thing. You know and, what? You never know what people are going to gravitate to when you do a show. Truly. There could have been a segment you guys were doing. You weren't even thinking about it. All of a sudden, you know, this is a running bit. Right. We need to do this every week. That's exactly what happened. But that's and, some of the best stuff. Yeah, like you, you said, bringing up people's businesses and talking. I know Campione's here is in Gallatin, and now they have one here off of uh, around here. Anyways, mm-hmm. incredible restaurant. Yeah. And people would have never known about that restaurant. And it's just a family-owned business. And, dude. The lasagna there on Fridays will change your life, man. Oh, my gosh. But You heard it here first. Yeah, right. Or second. And people started sending in hats of just different companies, fishing companies. Uh, yeah. um, the ones that were really cool to me, though, the vets, man. I got yeah. this 101st Airborne hat. I got um, – There's VFWs. That, and man, I've got China. those. Yeah. And it really – to go out and talk to those people because sometimes they'd be at the show and they'd tell stories – what that meant for them. I, and you're not I, even thinking of it when you put it on. And then all of a seriously. sudden you're like, wait a minute, this is kind of a big deal. It really is. I, I've really tried to, I know um, I've had Barry Hill brought, uh, the police chief from Barry Hill brought me a hat and actually gave me his stars. And seriously? started talking, yeah, man, and said, uh, you know, he wanted, it really meant a lot to him. And I, I've wore it twice mm-hmm. and i've got it you know put away with yeah. the stars and it really meant a lot I've, I've had a secret service give me a hat yeah, who, I've had, who'd have thought i, I never would have thought honestly yeah, was that when the vice president was on the show no it was everybody? a different time one of the yeah. audience members was in the secret service and and got a hat and yeah. brought it to me and when the vice president was there um governor pulled a prank oh really yes he did 
This is a good one, too. Okay, I'm in. Since since we're here, and nobody's... And if we can use it against him later, because <laughs> I'm sure we're going to get him on the show here at some point. This is a good one. Our bass player, um, Lori, um, she was flying about seven years ago, and she carries. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, we're in Tennessee, well, y'all. I expect I mean, that. come on, man. <laughs> so anyways, she forgot that her gun was in her backpack. So now whenever I see her, I'm going to go blonde hair yes. and carry it. Yes, okay. exactly. <laughs> Well, the quick version of it, she forgot it was in, got got the bag, went through, you know, the thing starts going off. She gets pulled to the back, a nice hefty fine. This was before Huckabee, right? right. So this mm-hmm. is way before. She, it, it was a, a bad story. Well, now fast forward now, vice president show, and we're talking, we all have to get, you know, yeah. under yeah. scrutiny and you're, sure. you know, giving your social everything. They're, they're asking you all kinds of questions. And she says, am I going to get, like, do you think they'll approve me to play? And I was like, oh, my gosh. So we asked Governor, Gov, I mean, is there, like, some stipulation? And he goes, oh, I'm sure you'll be fine. Well, he never says anything again. (laughs) Day of the show. Here we go. Yes. Day of the show. The, all the secrets. She's up against talking the wall. Like there is all kinds of cops everywhere. Oh, yeah. I, it was a madhouse, and you can't leave the building after you get in. And so all of a sudden, Secret Service and a few officers come walking over to Lori, and walk up to her and said, "Miss Miss Sykes, uh, we need to talk to you." And here she we, goes, "She's just flipping." Oh, sure. she starts laughing, and he goes, "Ma'am, we can do this here." Or we can do this back here. Are you serious? Back. Yes. And she's like, she said, Trey, I, I, I just hate to tell you, I, I, I think I peed a little. <laughs> she starts oh, walking man. back. They get her all the way to the back door and they turn around and say, just kidding. And instantly, Governor, he, oh my so gosh, he, he, he instigated the whole thing. And but you know, you don't oh, know. Man. He's around that all the time. We never right. have been. Like, never. Yes, sir. Whatever you want. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. You know, so we have one coming back for Gov, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to tell okay, him what well, we're don't doing. Tip it, don't no, tip no, it can't off. do that. But you know, we'll get him on the show here. But, <laughs> so for the for the folks uh, who have not been, number one, it's recorded here. So yes. you know, I don't want to assume everybody knows that you're up at the old Twitty City. Yes, Friday night, beautiful. Uh, the the dough they put in just to make it, it is man it's beautiful they renovated it and did it right it's a great theater um, the personnel there I mean I'm, I've seen tonight's show I've seen CB Letterman I've seen, yeah. I mean this thing rivals them easily man I appreciate you saying that and it's that. a heck of a lot yeah. bigger <laughs> it really is there's lots of space yeah. um, the sound system they put in Myers everywhere it's yeah. it's a great, great so gig. so when you go in the, you know Winnet and the, and the gang there they treat it. it you know, it's like a, little, a great it's job. It's like you know, man. if you want to take somebody out on a date and impress them, then you're going to get these wonderful nothing bunt cakes. I mean, there's just food. That, it's just amazing, and it's free, man. And then the themes, you know, they'll do themes for the audience, and, and they do a ton of things for the armed forces. And there's a you can get your picture next to the this flag. Where everybody puts their little tags yeah, on and it. Gov and, comes to every show. At the end of oh, every yeah. show, he th- takes He'll pictures, stay. man. He'll he stay for every yeah. single person. He really does. Really so cool the, person. You know the the and I've had an opportunity to work that show a little bit here and there. They needed a buffoon out in the hallway, <laughs> um, and I. I my job was to interview people as they left. We're secretly wishing Keith would, you know, go ahead. And I'm, cancel. I'm hoping that you know uh, he doesn't wear a mask. And <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. I'm just, we're kidding you, Keith. <laughs> Keith Bilbrey uh, is is kind of the MC of the show. Yeah. 
And uh, he's been around the block. He at, has, uh, The man. Grand Old Opry and Such WSM. Such a cool dude to work with. Yeah, great guy. He knows he's, everybody. Yeah, he does. My gosh. You know, when I first came here, I'm like, Keith Bilber, who's getting... He talked about working a, right. a, a shift at one of our other stations. And I'm like, well, who's Keith Bilber? And so I Google him. The first thing I see <laughs> after I Google him is a picture of him with Minnie Pearl. I'm like, wow. okay, this dude must know yeah, somebody. Yeah, he knows somebody, like, right. That's a... Big deal. I it's mean, definitely every artist when they come on the show, like literally well, they, every one Keith? of them is like, "Hey, Keith? Keith, how's it going?" I'm like, oh, "Dude, I know. I know. You know, he I don't, I don't Mr. get any love at all." He is but Mr. Keith. Nashville, <laughs> and you're the dude with the hats, you right? Know, the I hat get it. guy. Yeah, that's okay. Hat we take man. a back seat to Keith all the time. <laughs> but anyway, um, so yeah, so they they really really treat you well. And the one thing I noticed about your audience, number one, people would be blown away by where they're coming from. Yeah, you know, because when I'm talking. Everywhere, special trips. Wherever truly from, Alaska, are. Hawaii, Oregon, Seattle, that come to watch this. But it's the loyalty that to the show and the the passion they have for it is Absolutely. what I've noticed the most. I totally agree. Governor, though, he really brings that. He loves people. Mm-hmm. And if you get to talk with him, um, I've had, because I do work the show, I do have the privilege of having a relationship. But the guy you see is the guy you get. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he's no joke. His daughter, when she came, you can tell by their family, man. She stayed until every last person left to get a oh, picture cool. and hang out. Like I mean, father, like daughter. Yeah, man. man yeah. It's well, and he's had his grandson there. Yeah, he has. You know, uh, his wife so. comes all the time. Janet's a, an incredible lady. They're they're a good family, and getting to work with those when you bring people in that respect the audience. Uh, he's very much about you know anybody in military. He I mean, he really it, it it reeks from him, man. How yeah. much he cares about those people. You know, and he goes out of his way to to say that it's, it's not just politics. So you need to remember right. that. Are there segments of it? Sure, that's fine. Absolutely. But just, you know, there's a way to get along without hating that's each America, other. That's I mean, America, man. Yeah, that I mean, should be America. It's changed a lot. Well, social media does Yeah, that, but, but uh, Governor truly respects people's opinion. Yeah. Um, I've And I've watched him. I've watched him do it. I knew he didn't well, talk to with anybody. Somebody and, anybody. Yeah. Doesn't matter. What a, I, I, that's you how I want to be. Respect people. That's why know? I love music so much yeah. because our political views might be different. We can sit here, and I will guarantee you, in the next, you know, if we sat here and talked for a few hours, we'll find something we don't agree about. Yeah. Well, you and Governor don't absolutely. On everything. It's just it's okay. Absolutely. Depends on where you're from. It's totally right. And you if know? you respect each other, you should be able to still respect one another, even though you don't agree. And well, everybody brings Governor's their talents to the table, and the show wouldn't be the same if. Keith weren't there, or totally. the governor wasn't there, or you weren't there. It's the, you know, I think I remember seeing the Eagles interviewed and his many struggles, and, mm-hmm. you know, that was a, a drama band. As, yeah. like, not as bad as <laughs> Fleetwood Mac, which is even worse, but <laughs> they figured out how to get along. It's like, you know what, you're not always going to gonna agree on everything. Right. But the bigger piece is better than the sum, uh, I don't know how that you word that, but the the, the group is more uh, important than the sum of its parts. It really is. Because you know I mean? you're... When you're helping people, um, I know through this pandemic, we I got lots of emails or people, Facebook messaging, saying that doing the show and keeping it going lifted their spirits. Mm-hmm. And you put things aside um, for the, the greater outcome. And, uh, man, I've seen that from Governor. I've seen it from our show. And I'm really grateful to be a part of it for sure. 
Okay, I got to ask you, what was the, I'm sure this is hard to say, but what's the biggest highlight you've had uh, since doing it? Oh, Whether, man. you know, because we're all fans. I'm like, oh, uh, hi. One of my favorites. <laughs> was Especially having to play with them. <laughs> yes. I would lose it. Uh, one song I would sit down um, and play all the time was with uh, Bobby Caldwell. And uh, What You Won't Do For Love? Uh, yes. Great tune. And he came in and he was going to do that song. And they told me that. And I said, get someone crap. else. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he came in one of the coolest cats, man. Really? And the bro came in with a cane, walked in with oh, his. Oh, you know what? I this was is the thing. Rolling, man. The guys who've been around. Um, Not because he needed the cane. You know, they were all. I remember Kenny Rogers. I, I met him, and he was the biggest jerk on the planet when he was super hot. It was a backstage meet and greet, and he uh-huh. last thing he wanted to do. And I get it. But then here we are, you know, like 30 years later, he's at the CRS Country Radio Seminar, and mm-hmm. he's at the hotel, and there's about 20 of us in a room, and he's just being interviewed. Yeah. And he starts talking about, if I ticked anybody off. Wow. You know, he was just awesome. And But this is life. Right. You know, you go through it, but I love talking to the older artists. I do, too. They're amazing, and they will talk to you all day. Man, and the stuff you can learn is ridiculous. You're so right. The stories talks about writing. I mean, uh, when Victor Wooten was on, he comes out there. I mean, his brother, um, Joe, one time in a session started talking to him. He's Man, he's played for everybody, man. Steve Miller bands who he travels with. He's played. And the Wooten brothers, if you're familiar with them, they've played for mm-hmm. golly everybody. He, uh, I asked him about a pedal he was using on a keyboard at the time, and he mm-hmm. was doing a wah-wah pedal through a keyboard. I'm like, man, how do you do that? Instead of just cutting me off, right. he literally sat down and said, let me show you what you do. He said, you got to buy this pedal. you got to do this. I've learned that over in my career, which I hope continues for a very long time, mm-hmm. um, that I want to be that way. I don't right. ever want to be right. seen as one of those guys that didn't reach out and help people because at the end of the day – you're you're not the only player. You're not the right. only person that's bringing joy to the world. You're not the only person doing it. And they'll remember that forever. Well, um, I think, you know, this interview it goes a long way in doing that, just kind of what type of guy you are and, and taking the time to, to buzz over and uh, shoot the breeze with us. And, and congratulations on the success oh, of the show. And I hope people in Sumner County are proud of it because it's a big Absolutely. deal. Um, and uh, Sumner County has really got it going in this big Facebook thing Absolutely. I just heard uh, – I love They're building some man. gigantic thing here, man. <laughs> uh, so we're, we're excited about, you know, I know this has been tough, but brighter days we're ahead. through it. So when's the next, uh, like, how's the show going to start relaunching? What's So this week, um, we are in our, back in our theater this week, mm-hmm. and I'm so grateful for it. And we're hoping within the next few weeks that we'll be able to start adding in, you know, some audience. I know it'll be a lower number, yeah. um, and they haven't given dates on that yet, but man, we are missing our audience. So mm-hmm. if you're listening and uh, you're saying you missed the show, we miss you because it's not the same without an audience. Yeah. Man, all right, cool. Well, uh, Trey, thanks a bunch. Trey Corley, band director of uh, the Huckabee Show. We appreciate you taking the time with us this morning. And thank uh, you, sir. Little Hendersonville boy, we appreciate absolutely. It. All right, we'll see you on the show. All right, and that's going to do it for Sumner County Spotlight for this Sunday morning here on WHIN and every Sunday morning. And we appreciate the sponsorship of FNM Bank. 
at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard and also at myfmbank.com. We will talk to you again next Sunday. Sounder County Spotlight has been brought to you exclusively by FNM Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. Whether you need personal banking, banking for your business, or even home mortgages, FNM Bank can provide you with excellent service right here in Sumner County. Visit them today at myfmbank.com. Sumner County Spotlight will return next Sunday at 10 a.m. Thanks for listening.